Welcome to Beyond the Call, the podcast for all law enforcement professionals and all those who support them. Sponsored by the National Police Credit Union. We mean police business. I'm your co-host, Ken Bader, with co-host Casey Smith. Casey, how are you? I'm doing well. Looking forward to Sacramento next week. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, we got flights. You know, we're we're all set to go. <laughs> we're gonna stay at yeah. the Posh Holiday Inn Express. Uh, and <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and uh, hey, I like Holiday Inn Express. I actually like their. Yeah, I do too. Actually, they they do a good job. And the and the coffee is passable. Um, yeah. But, but we're gonna be there for Home Watch, which we're really excited about. It's the spousal conference. Uh, being put on by How to Love Your Cop, and we are honored to have one of the featured speakers of Home Watch here with us today, uh, Julie Beavers, and let me tell you a little bit about her. She is, as a life coach and trauma and crisis chaplain, she serves first responders and their families all over the country, along with her community in Northern California. She's affectionately known as the marriage whisperer. Uh, maybe oh. I could have used you about you know, 25 years ago. Um, actually, no, <laughs> I'm in a great marriage now, so it's better I meet you. Uh, her greatest joy is working with couples struggling in their relationship and potentially heading for divorce. Julie helps, with, helps them heal their marriage, create their happily ever after, and equips them with tools they can apply to transform every area of their life. Um, she's going to be talking about self-care at a Home Watch 2019. We'll get into that, and there's much more. But you know what, Julie? Let's jump right into it because people want to hear from you, and definitely not from me. So let's mm-hmm. talk about your your work. You're a trauma and crisis chaplain. What does that work actually entail? Yeah, it's different. You know, people always want to know like, what is a chaplain, anyways? And they automatically think like a hospital chaplain or. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a hospital or a hospice chaplain, even yeah. but as a trauma and crisis chaplain, um, we care for people in trauma and crisis. So here in Sacramento, we respond to um, call outs by from law enforcement and fire, but also from community. So we go to suicides, homicides, um, SIB deaths. Um, we do the death notifications for the coroner's office. Mm-hmm. So um, anything involving a traumatic experience for people. And um, we're just there to kind of guide the way through that. We're experts in that area. Mm-hmm. And most people, that's why it's a trauma. They haven't experienced that before. So um, we're there to assist them through that and give them some tools for immediate care and then um, leave them with some resources to, for ongoing care. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah, that is a lot. But yeah. And, and Important specifically, work. it shows that if people get really good trauma care, Mm-hmm. Um, in in a traumatic event mm-hmm. that within like two to three hours of, of the event occurring that they don't need ongoing mm. care for the mm-hmm. rest of their lives. I mean, it, it really, oh. it, it really is such a valuable, valuable care. Impactful. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Um, well, as Ken mentioned, uh, he, he said, you're also a a marriage and relationship coach who works with first responder families. Have you noticed a difference in some of the issues from law enforcement marriages and firefighter marriages? Yeah, there's a lot of similarities, a Mm -hmm. lot of similarities. I mean, obviously you can find similarities in any marriages. Um, 
but but specifically in first responders, you know, fire has their aspect. My husband, I think he's rolling off a, a 96 hour shift this morning, oh. um, which is, you know, fairly common. Yeah. Um, and so, but with law enforcement, there's, there's definitely some differences. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that is kind of across the board, this is very general statements, obviously anybody watching this show, right. it's not me. Yeah. However, um, some of the, some of the things having friends in law enforcement and, um, you know, wives of friends in law enforcement, or even some of the, some of the wives that are the law enforcement officer. Yeah. Um, some of the differences is, um, gosh, the key things I think up off the bat, um, these guys get off work and they don't tend to want to go anywhere with large crowds. They mm. don't want to take a vacation. We've heard to that before. <laughs> yeah. 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 They don't want to do those things. Um, yeah. Also, everybody's dirtbag. Mm. Right? And, yeah. and I don't mean that like for a law enforcement officer, they don't go around like, but I, I don't mean that in a derogatory way, but mm-hmm. they're looking for bad guys everywhere they go. Yeah. That's what they're trained to do. They're trained to serve and protect. Mm-hmm. So they're out there really scanning. Like, it's not just like, oh, I just got off a 12 hour shift. Now mm-hmm. I'm gonna turn my brain off and everybody's nice and everybody's okay. following the law. Yeah. No, it's, it, de- it definitely puts them on a hypervigilant mm-hmm. alert state that they really do see bad guys. Yeah. They really do see people that are hurting the community, hurting themselves, hurting their families. Right. And it's their it's job. The worst to of the community. Yeah. Right, right. So that yeah. is, um, that's definitely a concern. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the other things I see is, um, a lot of wives tell me and a lot of guys will tell me like when I'm off work I don't want to talk about work yeah. I don't want to I don't want to go places and have people ask me like hey you know what's going on at work they're like I want the time off right like really I want to I want to remember who I am and they really end up losing sight of who they are as individual um, yeah. so there's there's just a lot of that that goes into play obviously in relationships yeah um, also a lot of a lot of uh, law enforcement that I work with that are more um, you know, they're kind of a boss at work. Like mm-hmm. people listen to them, people follow directions. Yeah. And then they come home and they ask their wife something or they ask their kids to do something and guess what? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, Don't come home and caught me. No, <laughs> you're not the boss in this house. Right, exactly. So if you have a small child, that's the boss. Yeah, yeah that's right. So, but it's very different when they're at work and yeah. people are listening to them and respecting their authority and then they come home and they don't feel that same respect. Mm-hmm. and it, 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 it's painful. It's it can balance. be very painful in home. Yeah. 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 No, I, I can understand that. Yeah. You know, and, and I think, too, I've heard on a number of occasions, I think maybe once or twice on, on the show and at one event that I, I went to for first responders uh, and uh, a colleague of mine uh, who actually runs a, a police credit union. She's, she's not a police officer, but she's around police officers. and She's a daughter uh, of, of a former police officer. And she has some of those same things where, you know, she, she goes into a restaurant and makes sure that her back is to a wall so she can see everybody that's coming in and assess. And yeah. also, so I think when you're around that, you know, you wind up picking yeah. up a lot of those traits. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> so, I'm certain of it. So now a word from our sponsor, the National Police Credit Union. The National Police Credit Union is pleased to introduce Killed in Line of Duty Loan Protection a special debt cancellation benefit created exclusively for active full-time law enforcement officers. Available for multiple loans at no cost to the borrower, 
This complimentary benefit will cancel up to 850,000 of the outstanding balance of one or more loans should the unthinkable happen to an officer due to a line of duty incident. Eligible credit union loans includes mortgages and home equity loans, auto, motorcycle and boat loans, signature loans, uniform loans, tuition loans, student loan consolidations, and credit cards. Killed in the line of duty loan protection is available only for the qualifying officer and the protection may not be purchased outright. This debt cancellation benefit only applies in the case of death. Please see loan addendum upon loan closing for more details and for more information, please go to nationalpolicecu.com. As, as a firefighter spouse who works with spouses of all first responders, um, do you notice a, a difference in the concerns and family challenges uh, among your law enforcement wife colleagues? Good question. Yeah, I think much of what I just said, um, yeah. but to add to that, there's definitely because of the way that law enforcement is seen these days and questioned with everything they do, um, I am definitely seeing the, the after effect of that in the home. Um, you know, my husband is, is still very much seen as a hero. And he goes out on the streets and people are like, oh, you're a fireman. My son wants to be a fireman. And, mm -hmm. you know, um, we're still very much seeing that. Um, or my daughter wants to be a firefighter, let's clarify. Yeah. But we're still seeing that. But when um, I, I actually was at a, a family orientation and it, for law enforcement, and they were telling the families, the wives, to tell their children, um, daddy works for the state or daddy works for the government. Not, not daddy's a law enforcement officer. So that has definitely shifted, mm -hmm. grieves my heart, absolutely mm -hmm. grieves my heart. But, um, you know, I can very proudly put a fire sticker on the back of my yeah. vehicle. Um, these guys are scraping law enforcement stickers off the back of their wives' vehicles because they don't want them in a place of, to be questioned or right. um, to have anything happen to their vehicle. Yeah. I mean, you know. Um, so, so there, it, that is definitely a shift that we've seen more recently mm -hmm. that, you know, didn't happen 20 years ago and how do we solve for it now? And mm -hmm. so there's a societal issue going on right now against law enforcement that definitely sets those families apart and can leave them very lonely. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I always hope that they have like you know, support systems around them of people kind of in the same scenario. And Absolutely. Always the goal. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, so I'm excited to kind of ask about this because it's always something I'm interested in, but never really know exactly what to do. Um, so you're one of the featured speakers during uh, the Home Watch Conference in uh, this coming weekend. And you give our audience a glimpse of your presentation on self-care. Yeah, yeah. This is um, something I could talk all day about. <laughs> um, we, we have you know, time. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Yeah, you know. I cannot stress the importance. I'm so excited to be asked to speak on self-care for this event. Mm -hmm. But even a couple of days ago, I was at a meeting and I had two separate people like half an hour apart say, you know, I, I was going to talk to you. I know you're going to get on me for this. Or they'll <laughs> say, you know, whenever I think of self-care, I always think of you. So I'm mm -hmm. super excited that people are um, thinking like, what would Julie do? You know, right. because I do take it very seriously. When you get on your plane coming back, Casey, and when you um, get on a plane to come out to Sacramento, mm -hmm. you know, that when the flight attendant says, put on your oxygen mask first, yeah, 
I used to scoff at that. Mm-hmm. When I had three little kids, we had three kids in four years, and the flight attendant used to say that, and I used to kind of go, oh, okay, I'm just going to let my kids die, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And we definitely have this this theme where where mothers don't take care of themselves because we have to take care of our kids and our husband first. Mm-hmm. It's old-fashioned, and guess what? It's it's still here. It's still yeah. very much here. Yeah. And people, um, and you know, you see the hashtag self-care, and it's like getting a pedicure. That right. is not what I'm talking about. Yes, those things are nice. And yes, they are lovely. But that is not what I'm talking about. <laughs> and that's why I wanted to ask. Yes. Yeah. I'm talking about it starts with emotional self-care. Yeah. It starts with making sure that you have fuel in your tank, mm-hmm. right, emotionally, so that when things come your way, you know, it just across the board, if you have not taken care of yourself in very basic things, like what our body needs, like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, we have to breathe. We also have to eat when we're hungry right. and drink when we're thirsty. Mm-hmm. How about go to the restroom when we have the need to do that? <laughs> you know how many people don't even do that very small thing that their body is asking them to do? Yeah. So when we start ignoring that and mm-hmm. ignoring those physical sensations that we all have, right? right our yeah. body breaks down. Mm-hmm. What do we do? We solve for it. We're like, oh, we're tired. Let's get a coffee. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. We're recharging in ways. Yeah. And I yeah. don't care what people do. Like I, right. what you do is you, you do you boo. Yeah. When there's a negative net effect, right. And when you find yourself really irritable, when you find yourself um, not being the person that you want to be in this world, mm-hmm. to me, that's like your check engine light is on. Let's yeah. solve for that. Yeah. So I'm talking about not only physical care, but really emotional, emotional care of yourself, acknowledging your feelings. Mm-hmm. I have so it has become this thing I mean you see memes all over Facebook and Instagram about yeah. you know um, is it wine time yet is it you know right. time to go back and kick back a beer it was a hard day there's right. all this stuff mm-hmm. and we're not solving for our emotional stuff we're not we're not allowing ourselves to really like to acknowledge that we had a tough day and wine's not going to solve it yeah um, and so so putting those practices in mm-hmm. emotionally physically because I, I am a believer, I, I come from a, a faith-based background mm-hmm. and live that um, spiritually. What are we doing to connect, mm-hmm. right? So connect to each other, connect to ourselves, connect mm-hmm. to whatever, whatever spiritual being, I call it God, but whatever, sure. whatever it is for you. Mm-hmm. So um, those are such important things. And I, like I said, I could speak all day on that, but it really is. It's not like self-care, like make sure you, you make time for massage, although I Sure. Love it, do it. Right. However, um, those things are fleeting. Yeah, those those external things are very fleeting. It's much more about the self care that comes with them. Mm-hmm. And they're they tend to be temporary, um, ex- expensive, and, you know. That's and right. it's not that sort of thing just can't last. So I do yeah. look forward to. Uh, yeah, that. I can't wait because I I do have a I have a very I have a self care plan that works really well for me, mm-hmm. but I also believe it's not one size fits all. Sure. We're all different human beings, and different yeah. things work for us. What I do for self care, my morning practice, my all day practice, my husband mm-hmm. <laughs> is not the same as me. That no. is not his fuel. That is right. not what keeps him going, right? <laughs> so, but I want him to know what his you know what 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 yeah. he needs to do for him. Right. So that he is his very best self every mm-hmm. single day. Yeah. Same with myself. So, so that's what I'm going to be doing at the conference and um, is taking people through kind of a process of what can they do to plug into their lives to connect, right? We just need safety, satisfaction, and connection. 
yeah. what we're all wired for. Yeah. What are we doing to get that? Yeah. I was thinking of uh, when I was on my way here to Chicago uh, yesterday morning, and this is a way too much information story, but I'm going to share it anyway. Um, I was oh, at the gate. Yeah, I was at the gate. I had to use a restroom. And I was like, well, we're boarding in 10 minutes and I don't want to take all my stuff with me. You know, if you travel alone, you got to take all your stuff. And so I was like, eh, I'll just wait until, you know, the, the light goes off on the plane and I'll just go on the plane. Uh, I got I got on the plane. I was so tired that long story short, I held it for four hours, you know, because I was just being lazy, not listening to my body, you know. So just like you said, like you do what your body is telling you to do, you know, especially if you actually had the opportunity. I had every opportunity to do this. And I just didn't. So well, it's so interesting because I think of like when I when my children were young, if we were in a line and we had been standing in line at Target for four hours, yeah, you know, it, right, exaggeration. But yeah. if one of my kids <laughs> said like, "Mommy, I have to go potty," right, I would I would get out of line and I would Instantly. race to the bathroom, right, yeah. because yeah. my children are important to me, yeah. and I would want to get them there not only to prevent an accident, but because that their body's telling them they gotta go, yep. right. But how do we care for ourselves, right? Exactly. Right. There's so many yeah. times that we ignore those body signals. But if our five-year-old had him, when our five-year-old says, you know, I need to eat, I'm hungry, or I'm thirsty, we pull through whatever we have to pull through on the way to wherever we're going, mm-hmm. and and we get water for our child. Right. But how many times are you like, I am so physically parched right now. I have been thirsty all day and haven't yeah. lost the sink. Right. To get a glass right. of water. We keep snacks, bottles, all sorts of stuff for the kids, right. but, you know, we're right. not. Right, so, but where's the fuel for us? Right, right. so important. Yeah. Right. Oh, right. I I now, it's <laughs> very interesting. Do you, would, you, would you suggest um, any different self-care for a law enforcement spouse versus, say, a firefighter spouse? Or is it just simply go back to what you said before, that everybody is so different, it really doesn't necessarily matter to, in terms of the, the profession in the household. It just matters to you personally. You know, um, I, that's such a good question. And, you know, I, I've never really looked at the similarities or differences of, of self-care for like, a, you know, as far as career related. Right. Um, I think that like, it's not a one size fits all. It's not a one family fits all. Sure. So, you know, some of the things in my coaching practice that I teach wives through, um, like one of the first things we, we do is how are we receiving our husband's home? Mm. Right. How are we preparing a space for them to come home and feel like they can, decompress how are we preparing that space not only physically not just for them but for us how am I preparing that space in my heart to receive him that I'm eager to see my husband come home that I'm anticipating him coming home that I'm not dreading anything you know and so I always like to like that's one of the first things we address um because that transition uh you know when my husband when our kids were little it's very different now but when he was coming home from a 96 hour shift Mm -hmm. I was like, first of all, get home and take care of these kids because I am done, 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 though. Like, yeah. He couldn't get home fast enough. Yeah. Um, but he also couldn't do anything right in my house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. this, was, this was my house, my domain. Yeah. And, he, and he couldn't do things the way I did them. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I don't want him to do it his way. I want him to do it my way. But yet I needed a break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He needed a break too. He had not been home and off the clock and able to decompress 
yeah. for the time he's at work as much as, you know, yeah, they do have their recliner time, not going to lie right? between calls. Mm-hmm. But to be in that state and mothers can understand this when you have a newborn, yeah. oh. <laughs> you think you hear them crying, you yeah. think you hear them crying. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it can be similar for these firefighters that are on. It's the right. same for law enforcement, right? They're in that, they're, they're waiting for that next call. They're waiting for that next call. So um, having a safe place for them to come home to, yeah. it, it's really important. Mm-hmm. I, I think law enforcement probably has to do it a little bit differently. Like I said about the, um, having an understanding of what the spouse is doing at work mm-hmm. and the kinds of things they're seeing, the kinds of things they're doing and then coming home and being received and, and respected. I don't mean like that. Like, I'm not saying like be a submissive wife. Sure. I'm not talking no, about sure. that. No, no I, I know. Mean, I certainly understand. Respect where they've been. Respect yeah. what they're doing. They yeah. are doing hard stuff. They, um, it, <laughs> it's a whole other beast. Yeah, so as far as self-care for a spouse, again, I think we have to measure that. I think we have to test it. I think we have to see what fits your family. And that's by asking yourself, hey, you know, what do you need when you come home? Some guys like to come home and shower, Mm -hmm. work off of them. Mm -hmm. You know, firefighters can shower at work in the morning. That's what my husband does. But Mm -hmm. law enforcement officers, they don't don't get to do that. So if they want to come home and take that time to shower and not have family present, you know, not have the dog laying at the door or whatever it is, but really to acknowledge what do they need? So that when they can come back and be present with you, mm-hmm. they're in a, they're in a good place. Right. They're ready to receive their family. So I think it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if they are sitting on their phone for 10 minutes playing Candy Crush, it can be really exact. Like it can be, I get it. Like it can be really frustrating, but how about build in time for that? Mm-hmm. How about acknowledge he's not sitting there trying to be a, away from the family and avoiding me. Mm-hmm. he's sitting there because he needs this time to like <laughs> shut down, shut down his brain a little bit right. and, and, and do something body. as basic as candy crush and is trivial. It really is our body trying to come back chemically and like yeah. into a balanced state. Right. And so we now is candy crush the best thing to do to come <laughs> back into that balanced state? I don't know. Right. For me, it's not right. For me, it, that doesn't fit. Right. right? But for a lot of people I know, mm-hmm. that is what they do. Some people like to use Netflix. They just like to have the TV on yeah. in the background or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that kind of brings them down. I don't watch TV. Yeah. Right. I, I don't watch TV or it, I, so that, that doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's, it really is a matter of testing. And that's yeah. what I'm excited about the conference of brainstorming with all these people. Oh. Nobody's doing it you know, like, it's not wrong that I don't watch TV to decompress. Right. It's just, Mm -hmm. that's not what works for me. And I know Mm -hmm. that about myself. Yeah. So, but it's fun to brainstorm with other people and get ideas from people that you didn't even know existed. So um, that's what I'm looking forward to is getting a bunch of people in a room and saying, Hey, what, what works for you? Right. You know, and give us all of your ideas. Let's put them all into, you know, the center of the table and say that I want to try that one on. Right. Yeah. 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 I do always feel guilty about going home and like watching Netflix and, and um, a lot of times I'll, I'll watch like a row in a row, a ton of episodes of the office because you know, Michael Scott is just a walking HR problem. (laughs) (laughs) 
it's so funny it. and it's there's yeah. nothing serious but we all right. knew someone like that at work at one point so it's so it's so funny for me um right. it takes me out of wherever my head is that day yeah. um but for like you said for some people tv is not for them and getting lost in a book for two hours is yeah. you know really kind of their jam so yeah <laughs> so no I, I look forward to that so and here's the thing how about we teach you that the guilt part of that is unnecessary? Yes. Right? That's and that's actually with. not helping you at all. It's not serving yeah. you at all. The feeling of guilt is unnecessary. How about just know that about yourself, mm -hmm. acknowledge and saying, like, this is what I'm going to do in the evenings after, after I get home. I'm going to yeah. take a little time to laugh. Yeah. Right? And yeah. then you can, if, if the office gets old for you or if it's not meeting that, then mm -hmm. you can, but you know, laughter Mm -hmm. It's good right. for you, then you can find mm -hmm. other, other things that can create laughter throughout your day. So, it, you know, there, right. let's, let's take the guilt out. Let's just yeah. remove the guilt from you. I, I do like that too. I, yeah, I, I saw a, a, a Facebook update from one of my girlfriends at the beginning of the year. And she was like, last year, I set a goal to read, you know, 50 books in 2018. I ended up reading 100 and I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> like, I just, failure, failure. yes, I, I failed because she did this, you know, and so mm -hmm. I appreciate the, uh, the encouragement to not feel guilty and that everybody else's choices, you know, doesn't necessarily dictate what mine should be, but, um, right. but I think it also says that, you know, maybe I don't watch three hours of The Office, maybe I just watch two and then pick up a book or something that's going to you know, give me some, uh, maybe some more intellectual vitamins and in what I'm getting from television. Well, all she did was just set an intention and follow right. through with it, right. right? Right. You you have an intention too. It's to watch three episodes of The Office. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right? So yeah. you're not doing it wrong. It's a judgment-free zone, right? right? You, get to, yeah. you get to decide for you. But, yeah. but it's interesting because you're saying that you're using that or, you know, um, participating with the TV show to feel better and to unwind from a day, but then you're layering guilt on there. Yeah. So that's just not a helpful, useful feeling for you. Now, if there's a negative net effect, so if, um, and, and I talk about that more with addiction, you know, with overeating, over drinking, but if there's a, I don't care if people go home and drink a glass of wine or a bottle of wine, if it doesn't affect them, I, Hey, that's you. You again, like you do, you boo. But yes. if there's a negative net effect and it's hurting your life, mm -hmm. right? Even like feeling guilt, right? Mm -hmm. That yeah. that sits in our body, yeah. right? If there's a negative net effect, get let's solve for that, right? Yeah. Let's take care of that. Yeah. Now, right, see, you, I. I am judgmental, so if you don't you watch TV to decompress like my wife and I do, or drink an entire <laughs> bottle of wine like I do, because we're gonna have lasagna tonight, and my wife is an Ooh. awesome cook, then you know you are doing it wrong. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> obvious, listen obvious. to the expert. Don't listen. To <laughs> I'm, I'm an expert in only about two or three things, and self care is definitely not one of them. But Julie, you, you make you make a couple of really important points just from somebody that that is in his second marriage. You know, I, I, I am divorced. And mm -hmm. yeah, I, I know that one of the things that one of the 117 things that broke up my first marriage was neither neither my first wife nor I, frankly, 
did a good job at all of greeting either of us when we got into the door. If, if she was home and, and I walked in, one of the first things was, you know, this needs to be done. That needs to be done. It's like, you know, I just got back from a business trip. Can I put the friggin' suitcase down before, you know, it's like, well, I would send my mind now, then write it down and then I'll look at it later. And, you know, at the, at the, at, you know, at the same vein, you know, she would come home and she was a little bit uh, less of a neat freak than I am. And I'd say, you know, you, you said you clean, but there's this box over here. There's this over there. It's like, well, that's cleaning to me, you know, and it, it just created a lot of strife. And it's 180 80 degrees different in, in my marriage today. Most of the time, I wind up getting home first uh, because my schedule is a lot more flexible than hers. She's in healthcare and a very stressful job. And so, you know, I'll, she'll walk in and I'll just greet her. You know, I'll give her a hug and a kiss. And I know that she, she needs at least five or ten minutes. And so, you know, I don't, I don't ask her about her day. I don't, you know, tell her, ask her about, you know, anything that needs to be done. The only thing I ask her is, Hey, I opened up a bottle of wine. Do you want some? Do you want a drink? Do you want something else? I'll make it while you get changed. That's the only thing I ask her until she's changed and she's come in the living room. And then I know that, okay, now she's ready to talk. And then I just simply ask, how was your day? <laughs> yeah. Rather than you. And so, and that works out. And, you know, we talk about that all the time that, you know, and, and when I come home and she's already home, like perfect example, I was at a late meeting. I got home about eight o'clock. You know, she literally had set the entire dining room table, which we usually don't do. You know, we usually mm -hmm. just, you know, eat on the couch and eat. We eat while watching TV. We do watch a lot of TV. Yeah. <laughs> she had set cool. the whole dining room. She had made a whole, she, she had made a really nice dinner and set the whole dining room table, had candles on and everything else. And I came home to this wonderfully cooked meal. And so we, we Aww. talk about this is that, you know, this is awesome. You know, we, we never have any strife coming home. We, you know, both of yeah. us actually want to walk through the door because we know it's going to be a positive experience. And I think that that makes a huge difference in, in, in America. Yeah. yeah. I, think so. I, I recently was uh, working with a couple and, and literally my homework for the, for the officer was I wanted him to, whether he pulled over in a parking lot, sat in his driveway or whatever, but really prepared himself to walk into his home yeah. and, and create some transition um, mm -hmm. because that was not successful for them before we started working together. And um, so he, I, and I told him, I said, I want you to be really thinking about, um, like you get to walk into the love of your life. Yeah. Like you are coming home safe and you get to walk in and see your bride and see your children. And how many people, what would the guy that doesn't have what you have be thinking? Right. If all of a sudden he was in your life and he got to walk into your home, yeah. like he would be thinking that he was, you know, the most luckiest, luckiest happiest, blessed man yeah. in the world. And you get to walk into that every single day. Right. So that, I mean, really that's setting that intention. Mm -hmm. um, I can tell you the secret practice in my house that yeah. works for my family. Mm -hmm. Like I said, some guys would be like, don't, if my wife did that, no. <laughs> but um, my, 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 my goal every day when my husband comes home or every third day that he comes home <laughs> is to treat him bigger than our puppy, to beat the puppy to the door. So, <laughs> which is not easy because even yeah. though she's seven years old now, 
and she's slower than she used to be. She's still yeah. <laughs> cares. She sits up in the window and waits for him to come home. And mm. when she sees him pull in, she dashes to the door. So I usually can hear her nails on the floor. Yeah. And I go running and try to beat. <laughs> And I want him to pet me first. <laughs> Usually he does get it. Usually it's the hug and then he's petting with his hand. You know? Right. But, but that, that is adorable. I Dude. want to, and, and you know what? She, she's a boxer. And you know, when oh. boxers wag their tail, they wag their whole, their whole body. body. Yeah. Yes. I want to wag bigger. Yes. <laughs> I want my husband to know, I'm happier than the dog to see you. Yeah. I am so glad you're home and oh. I am, I'm happier than her. And yeah. body shaking. Oh, yeah. so how many that. times did you almost yeah. hurt yourself getting to your husband at the door before the dog? I, we tripped over <laughs> each other a little bit. I'm envisioning this, yeah. this fight ooh, ooh, ooh. between you and the dog. Yeah. It, it has, oh, it has happened. I'm glad there's not cameras inside my home. Hus <laughs> husband comes home, and both his wife and the dog are sitting there splayed. Yeah. They're all on the ground. They're all at the base of the stairs. <laughs> I hope he's got some that EMT really training too. Uh, yeah, he's a paramedic. Good, perfect. Um, well, like like I started the show, you know, I, I I didn't even do frankly your bio justice. I mean, you're you're a chaplain for the 1033 Foundation, uh, Firefighter Behavioral Health Alliance. Uh, you're a suicide prevention uh, expert, law enforcement chaplain in Sacramento. I can go on. Um, your, your work takes you in so many different areas, you know, marriage counseling, trauma recovery. What might you say is the most rewarding part of your work? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I will tell you, it is an honor. It's such a privilege to get to view my work. Um, I tell you, I tell people with the law enforcement chaplaincy because it's volunteer. A lot of hours goes into that. And um, people are like, you do that for free? And I'm like, no. I make a million dollars a day when I'm on call and 2 million when my phone rings mm -hmm. and I get to go and be in that very sacred space with a family that has just um, the worst day of their lives. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't take that for granted that I am invited into that space. Mm -hmm. um, so that it's, it's hard to say the most rewarding. It's like, how do you measure? That's like, I mean, how do you measure people you love or, you know, it, it's really hard to say, but um, long-term, I think um, the work that I do with couples, I have chaplains that I work with that are incredible chaplains and we are like a, our, you know, one chaplain's the same as the other. We're supposed to be faceless and nameless. So we're trained the same and we do really good work here. Mm -hmm. um, but the most rewarding is, is probably with the families. I, um, I know that, and I will say the work that God does through me, mm -hmm. um, the work that I do with families is changing legacies, absolutely changing legacies. We are taking their marriage from destruction and divorce and the kids hearing them fight and, and then the kids going on 20 years later, 30 years later to get married and, and having a lot of the same cycle because that's what they did learn. Yes. None of us want that for our families, right? right. None of us. And um, so the work that I do with families, mm -hmm. it all, it all kind of goes together because a lot of the suicide I work, um, the, a lot of suicide work that I do um, in, in prevention and talking to people that are actively suicidal and having suicidal ideation, mm -hmm. um, so much of it is their relationships. 
so much of it is that their marriage is in crisis. Now, let's just, I have a lot of friends, I several friends here locally that have lost a loved one to suicide. And I can say for that family, it is not the wife's fault. It is not the children's fault. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we can solve some of this relationship and household mm-hmm. trauma that is happening and occurring every single day, mm-hmm. we're changing. I feel like we're changing the world. So that's the rewarding work in every once in a while I have, not every once in a while, frequently, mm-hmm. um, I get this image of like heaven just shifted. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, there's a change that just happened that is going to change the children and the children's children yeah. because of the work that I'm doing. Right. So yeah, that's the most rewarding long-term because um, equipping people mm-hmm. from the time that they come home from work or whatever it is, yeah. but equipping people with tools that are life-changing that then they can teach their children mm-hmm. in how to handle our feelings, yeah. how to process the things that we're doing um, and not pop a pill or take a drink or, you know, binge on TV or, but, and those things are all fine as long as you're not using them to solve your emotional, right. your feelings, right. And your pain. So that work is, the most rewarding, I would say, the, the work that I do in marriages and families. Yeah. No. no, that's that 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 is that is awesome. Um, you know, I'm kind of blown away. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna I say, good, good thing you're on camera. Know. You know, we we get emotional <laughs> on beyond the call too. <laughs> yeah. No, I think too. Like the, I'm a big believer in like what you put out, you get back a lot. So I imagine that. I mean, in your own life, I would imagine you're pretty blessed, in the sense that you know you're you're doing such amazing work that you know you have an amazing family and um, you know you get an opportunity to give back in this way. So I think that's really awesome. Yeah. 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 yeah don't get me started on my granddaughter. <laughs> well, you Very don't you don't look yeah. old enough to Very be a grandmother, but uh, <laughs> we're glad for that. You look incredible. I mean, <laughs> not that, that, I, not that all grandmothers don't yeah, look incredible. Right. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Well, but I am most definitely a grandmother. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's wonderful. Thank you. Well. Well, to shift gears a little bit from something from very emotional and very important and heavy to something very light, uh, and I use the word light kind of loosely because we have our lightning round, uh, which, uh, <laughs> which, which Casey always does in an excellent fashion. This is probably going to be probably your most challenging since Julie doesn't watch TV. So good luck with that, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> It, it's okay. I think I think she'll be able to answer some of these. Uh, so, you know, as a police show, a lot of these um, questions are very police related. So just keep that in mind. All right. Um, all right. So number one, who is your favorite fictional crime fighter of all time? It could be a human, an animal, a superhero, or a machine. You're right. That's really difficult. Right? Like the first person I think of, like the taking care of injustice is like Mother Teresa. <laughs> yeah. Well, but she's not she's fictional. Also real. You're right. It, so I was yeah. thinking like fictional. So if you, you know, grew up watching Wonder Woman or something like that, you know, that that's kind of you the read main comic movie. books or yeah, any of that. Um, I, so I didn't. The only thing I can think of is like 
my favorite. I love Fridays, and it comes from my childhood because Fridays we all watch the A Team. Oh, yeah, okay. you know, so awesome. I definitely would say the A Team was my favorite just because it takes me back to the place of right. watching TV with my dad and yeah. and um, all I five siblings, and so definitely watching the A Team. So I would say if I had to choose, yeah, it would it would go to that. I love the A Team. We actually we had that answer before, so we, that, we that's have. a good one. That actually made for Mr. T. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, right. He was always pitying the fools. Um, <laughs> the second one, you may have already answered this, but just in case um, you have another one, the, the second question is the best buddy cop movie or TV show. So if you have any others other than a team that you used to love, Ken's was lethal weapon, I think. Uh, yeah, I was well, just going to say, I definitely yeah, go to, like, yeah. I go to, like, Eddie Murphy. What was yeah. that? Beverly Hills Cop, or... Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There you go. Yeah. Love that dude. Yeah, he's funny. <laughs> I, do, I do miss the old Eddie Murphy. That's right. Um, what is your definition of a hero? Hmm. Hmm. I, I am a super fan of, of people that take care of injustice. That people that see, I mean, I don't care if it's even just people that put carts back where they belong in this. In the, <laughs> right. You know, I, I just, I really appreciate people seeing an injustice, seeing something that might have the opportunity to hurt somebody else. Look at mm -hmm. Ken Heidi. <laughs> but, and, and, and solving for it, yeah. you know, and just um, whatever it is, you know, if you, if you see a, a child lost or somebody that's, that's scared, yeah. Um, if you see somebody hurting, if you see somebody that just looks like they're really having a hard day, mm -hmm. um, I think that we are all heroes in our everyday life, that we have the opportunities around us every single day. I think that we can be heroes to our families. I think that we can be heroes to our friends. I think we can be heroes to ourselves, but it really is about seeing something that might be hurtful to somebody else and seeing if there's any way that you can help solve that. Yeah. I like that. I do too, and, and, for the re and for the record, while I might not put the cart all the way back, I worked at a grocery store in high school and college. I always make sure it goes up on the curb so it doesn't fly into somebody else's car. Just saying. Good enough. Good enough. <laughs> well done. Well done. <laughs> all right, Julie. Who would you say is your hero or the person you admire the most? Wow. So for somebody that does not watch movies, um, like really, I've watched the Mr. Rogers special like four or five yeah. times. Yeah. Um, that documentary, uh, I have an imaginary board of directors in my life, yeah. like people that I look to when I'm, you know, having a hard time or, um, you know, need a question answered or whatever. And so there's a couple that I look to that um, I would say definitely uh, Mr. Rogers is one of them. That dude. Yeah. I mean, I grew up with Mr. Rogers. He I did too. taught me. I did too. To be but kind. I didn't even know. Like, I didn't right. even know until I watched the documentary and really understood where he was coming from. I didn't even know just how much I loved him. Like, I didn't know what right. I didn't know. But that guy, okay. yeah. he, he, like, I, uh, yeah, he is really powerful. So um, I love him. I love Bob Goff. Mm -hmm. mm. Uh, I don't know if you guys know Bob Goff or familiar with him, but if not, look look him up immediately. 
yeah incredible he um he's written a couple of books and um love all like just love love yeah yeah everybody always so uh, you're coming from love you're you're in a good space exactly exactly so yeah I mean those are the the two you know I I, Jesus in my life yeah for sure yeah but um but definitely and and Jesus is on my board of directors as is Bob Goff yes Mr. Rogers I love it definitely heroes I'm a fan of my husband. I think yeah. you know, he's put up with me for 25 years. We've been through <laughs> lots of ups and downs, and I'm I'm his number one fan. So Aww. he's somebody I don't hero worship him per se, but yeah. um, I like that guy a lot. Yeah, I yeah. look to him. I look to him a lot for uh, so many things in my life. So yeah, that's well, beautiful. Well, I'm Thank sure you. for a lot of these families that you you work with. Um, in their, as you mentioned, their worst day of their life, and even the ones obviously that you, you've saved marriages for, you're their hero. Yeah, 100%. they're doing the work. I just gonna play along. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, lastly, how can people find you? If I, I have a website, juliebeavers.com. There's no A. <laughs> yeah, in beavers, there's no A. Everybody. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, yeah. So um, totally messed me up. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm on Facebook, and I I collect people. I love I love people so so very much. So um, we can never have enough friends, and I actually interact with, with mine. So yeah, um, yeah, I'm on Facebook. I I I feel like I can be found pretty easily, but yeah. um, you know, obviously with a larger audience. But I would say probably juliebeavers.com. Okay. And same thing, my email is um juliebeavers at gmail.com. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Well, Julie, thank you so much for being here this morning. Yeah, we it's an awesome show, a lot of great information, especially for first responder families out there. And we're so looking forward to hearing you and meeting you uh, in Sacramento in just uh, a short time. Right. I'm very excited. Thank you guys for having me, for giving me some time here and to talk with you. And I am so excited. I was looking forward to this and I'm really looking forward to meeting you two at the conference. So thank you. Our pleasure. Our pleasure. So Casey, tell people where they can find Beyond the Call. Yes. So if you want to check out this episode, you're clearly already listening. um, But if you want to see any of our previous episodes, just go to nationalpolicecu.com forward slash podcast. And you'll find all of our episodes there. Uh, While you're on the website, check out all of the credit union news and updates, as well as our savings and loan rates. They're always excellent. Um, Like I've mentioned in previous podcasts, we have rolled out our killed in the line of duty insurance. So certainly not something that anyone wants to think about, but as law enforcement professionals, that's a reality for many of you. So um, go to our website, just take a look at it, see if it's something that you may need to take advantage of. Um, Be sure to share this podcast, uh, rate it on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you find podcasts. We love the feedback. If you have any questions or comments that you'd like to to submit or a guest that you think would be a great feature, again, go to nationalpolicecu.com forward slash podcast and you'll see the link at the bottom of that page. So we appreciate you all listening. Have a great week and stay safe out there. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, Julie. Thank you guys so much.